put out one Instagram story and I asked who would be interested in doing it. I don't want to get like a bunch of people saying, yo, I want to, I don't want to, you know, go ham on marketing and get a bunch of people and then sure. not be able to validate an idea before you exit. An appropriate product. Exactly. I'm almost sort of testing it out. Mm-hmm. So I tested it out with my existing clients and then I put out this little story. I think it was like two, three stories. From that, I got three new clients. Nice. Um, and now I'm trying to, you know, solidify it with them. When I feel like that's stable, I'm going to, you know, put out more marketing, you know, post marketing my services. But it's been it's been a challenging learning curve. But I think this is ultimately somewhere where I want to uh, be in the future because PT one on one is very time consuming and it's not very scalable. No. So I think this is a step forward. You know, it's a blessing in disguise, maybe. Hmm. Some of like the most interesting like PTs I've seen are ones who kind of adopted to the idea of you know going digital like well before the coronavirus with their like online coaching and um, like PDFs and workouts they sell. But I do think um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. It's it's difficult, especially when you go online because you know part of the you mentioned before the relationship between a PT and a client is that that personal to some degree relationship where like you have the emotional intelligence to be able to relate to them. You have some kind of like camaraderie, some kind of friendship, some rapport building. And I think it's very difficult to translate that transition that on the online platform. And I think that's where maybe it may get lost. So it's, it's quite a difficult task, but I think it's achievable. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm struggling to m- maintain that balance, you know, like um, it's training is very personal, very personal. I've had several clients that, uh, break down mid-session because of um, things that are happening at work, you know, break down in tears. Mm-hmm. Things are happening in work, things are happening in relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like when we share these moments together and, and go past them, those are actually, they turn out to be, um, you know, turning points or, or little boosts that they have in their, in their training. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's very hard to match that in a, on a digital um, platform. Audio is still good. Yeah, so I think it, I've seen it happen in like two different ways. We have people doing like Zoom calls. <laughs> um, my internet's gone shit. Yeah. So Zoom calls with their clients, which I think is very interesting. Again, it's it's still that one to, a one-on-one basis. Another I've seen is like an Instagram Live where the PT will just Instagram Live themselves and they do like a nice home workout with some of the essential workout material that you know every person probably should have in their in their property. And that seems to be going quite quite well. Again, it's that level of like, how do I be as, as personable online as, as, po- as possible and still keep the human connection? I think it's possible. And I, listen, I'd love to, you know, if you have any workouts, send them to the mile away, I'll give them a try. Right now, I'm doing some kind of, you know, prison jail workout where it's just tricep shoulders and, and arms and abs and and some, some glutes, some glute exercises. <laughs> prison workout, yeah? Yeah, man. <laughs> nice bro especially now i realize that so many there's so many resources online right now that's one thing that i'm noticing like everyone's just throwing shit out left right center you know misinformation Um, you mentioned this at the yeah and you mentioned this at the start it it's arguably an oversaturated market Mm -hmm. you know um for for people who are trying to break into, into the industry i think it's very difficult i'm one of those people um 
so I have to find my own way of doing it. But for people that are benefiting from this industry or people that are trying to, you know, use the industry services, I think this is like a golden age for them. It's perfect. Listen, you go on Instagram, you slide up once, you're going to see four different home workout videos. You'll see four or exactly. three different like Facebook ads running on home workouts. And it would have been looking a bit shit to be transparent. If you don't really like, <laughs> you look at me thinking like, One. and I saw something crazy yesterday. Please educate me on this. I saw a woman with a Coke bottle doing um, tricep kickbacks. <laughs> <laughs> and not a 1.5 litre Coke bottle, no, a 500 milliliter one. And I got an Instagram account, bro, she has like 4.8 million. And, they, and like 120K on Instagram, like watching her do this ridiculous stuff. And I was like, wow, wow. Mate, I'm telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> people are, I've seen people um, use uh, frying pans and pots. I, I like doing kettlebell swings with frying pans. I literally saw an ad for that today. <laughs> Man, it is wild. Or like um, cans of beans. You know, um, now I don't, I don't know what to, I think, I think, so I understand kind of both sides, you know, I look at it from a trainer's perspective and then I look at it from a, just a regular person or someone who, who's, you know, aspiring to, or, you know, to, to train hard, look better. So from the trainer's uh, perspective, they're using all this weird shit, like, you know, shoulder flies or lateral raises with coke bottles or kettlebell swings with frying pans because we as trainers have to especially at this time more so than ever be as positive as as hell you know we need Mm -hmm. to if we're putting out the message that you know oh everything's gone gone to hell you're gonna lose all your gains no more gym that means you know you shouldn't even train anymore who the hell is gonna buy our services Good point. You know, we need to be very positive in the way that we spread the message. Then where it gets lost, so this is from the uh, non-trainer's view, is you know, am I really going to pick up my mom's fucking cooking pans and do kettlebell swings with them? You know, is that, is that something? I'm gonna, am I going to be sweating on these, on these pans? Am I going to actually, is this something that I'm going to do for like a month or two? No. You know, so I think as trainers, we can't sell dreams. Mm. Um, and as as um, clients, we need to be more realistic in, in what we can or cannot achieve. So it's difficult. I would say part and parcel of fitness, especially when you look at it from a more commercial point of view, outside of like dealing with athletes, it is part of that dream selling, to be transparent. It's the dream selling that you listen to me as a PT, you follow my nutritional um, guide, you follow my workout plans, and you will achieve this body in eight to 12 weeks. So I don't think you can separate it from the the dream being sold because that's what really entices people. Initially, that's the the first way by which you get them to be interested in the product or the service that you offer is with that what what could happen if, that if moment. Mm-hmm. I've seen all my sources yeah, PTs I follow on Instagram you're like so I only really care about SNC everything else doesn't really bother me um, and you look and it's like oh wow this is coach is coaching this guy and this guy's doing five by five he's maxing out 240 on a squat like shit that's awesome alright I'm, I'm gonna give him a follow alright yeah this guy's great supposed some good stuff right? what's, what's the bench press for wow shit oh, I need that and again that's that's the dream that's the what if that's it what if I partnered with this PT what results, what gains could, could I get? Uh, in most cases, with, with the SNC, it's, it's hard to hide it. 
the numbers will increase like and it's very 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 um it can, be, it can be measured quite easily with everything else in terms of like the, the physique and um fitness as a whole pictures being tailored you know different lighting different outfits it's all it's all smoking smoking mirrors it's, it's a lot of like theatrics and i think that you know where some of the accounts i've seen like grow have just been 100 authentic about like, yo, here's what i look like when i'm not posing here's what i look like when i'm posing it's what i look like in the morning i'm super bloated it's what I look like after a workout see that picture of me where i look super like shredded that's post-workout where i've got pump is me like most days and I think that level of transparency, or the authenticity, is like what many people, you know, will be drawn and gated towards. And I think that it'd be great to just see more PTs kind of flock towards that rather than just selling people the dream of like, you know, the big bombs and the six pack and the 24 inch biceps. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's definitely, man. probably people with 24 inch No, definitely. I, I do see like there's, there's, there is a, a, a distinction, like you said, between the authentic guys and then the, the ones that are just, um, trying to upload the the sexiest looking images mm. for Instagram. Um, I think you have to to find your own your own thing because some I can't even explain this. I feel as though some people wanting to edit their pictures and put put the best looking pictures on there on the digital world. Mm-hmm. is it's actually them them trying to be authentic so how do i explain this so you know kim kardashian kylie kardashian they're trying to put up pictures every single person out there knows that these pictures are edited as fuck you know what i mean that sure. only the best of the best is gonna be put up there but everyone knows that that is their true self you know they they i would assume so actually that you know that's who they are they like putting up pictures where they look really good in so there's pts that are i take it this way as in some pts are like that as well they want to only put up stuff that looks really good because that's who they are they want to show off the best version of themselves whereas some others their authentic self is i don't give a rat's ass about how i look um i'm gonna let people know that i don't give a shit as I don't know. That's my way of looking at it. Um, I obviously gravitate more towards the I don't care how I look um, in this photo versus this photo. Um, I would gravitate more towards that as well as a client, uh, but I am biased. Mm. Um, I don't have the best physique in the world as well. You know, I started off at a disadvantageous uh, state. Like I said, I was obese. Um, didn't have that, you know, youth athleticism that, in my opinion, at least drives. Um, that building process towards, you know, those Zeus-like physiques. Uh, with that being said, I have a good physique, you know what I mean? But I'm not trying to show it off to the world because I know that there are much better out there. What I would like to show is where I came from um, and that change because I think that's more so inspiring than just showing the end result. Right. I'd love to, like, close this off with a few more questions. It's that. So where you are now, you outlined it. It's a seven-year journey to get to this point. Like seven years is 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 a long time, um, as you as you can imagine, and I'd love to know how you managed to stay focused, disciplined, um, on this journey to to get to where we are now, which is not where we are, nowhere near the finish line. Um, I think this is my like I'm just taking a few steps past the start line at this point, man. Mm. I'll be straight with you. Um, how did I stay focused? Um, 
in the first, so when I was in Canada doing my engineering, um, I think it was that aspect of, oh, I'm not allowed to go do this. You know, I'm not allowed to, to go do my sports degree or allowed to work in sports because I'm an engineer. So I'm going to focus on that more. It's just a bit of a frustration thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plus that, plus the fact that I was still in that beginning phase. I think I had that, what we call it, you know, the the initial stage of motivation for anyone looking that who's getting in shape. I think that helped a lot, those two factors. Uh, when I moved to London and I did my sports science degree, I'll be straight with you that I had already absorbed so much information off of the internet that my first year at university was a joke. You know, like I, I remember being up there in biomechanics class. Our, our professor couldn't uh, speak very, his English was very uh, weak. So he would ask me to come up there and explain to everyone because I biomechanics was sports and mechanics. Two things that I had very good experience with. You know, mechanics sure. was something I did in in engineering school for a long time. So it was that you know easy for me to the point where my professor asked me to explain things, like almost run full classes by myself. Um, so during that year where it wasn't any, it wasn't challenging, I think I did lose a bit of motivation. I was like, well, shit, is this is this really going to help me? Um, mm-hmm. And what I did subconsciously, what I think helped me was joining the American football team because that was a whole new challenge for me. You know, I, prior to that, I was just training to look good. Now I had to train to oh, same here, perform man. good Shit, as well. I was, I was just trying to get those abs. That's what I cared about, man. Yeah, man. Um, but then when we joined American football, I think staying healthy was, was a big challenge as well because we just get rammed up every weekend, you know? Um, so that challenge, I think, kept me very focused on continuing to learn more about training, uh, nutrition, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and finally was starting my, um, you know, alongside one of my colleagues was starting the uh, track and field academy. That one as well was a, another challenging um, venture that we took on. And, you know, it forced me at one point, I remember we had 30 athletes. So, you know, if we didn't show up and if we weren't motivated, then we're losing everything that we built. So um, I think those, you know, setting myself up in positions where I had no choice other than to be focused uh, was really the main driving point. So let's say you are a 17, 18-year-old version of yourself. Um, what advice would you give that version of yourself now, knowing what you know after the arbitrary number of years of experience? A lot of things, man. Uh, top, top three. The main, the, main, the main one, main one was, is, I wish right, that I had this experience online. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I, re- I really do think this is a unique experience that a lot of people can take a lot, uh, a lot from, you know, especially in the place where I live right now a lot, and the culture in, in which I live in, a lot of kids go to university um, to go study things that they haven't thought about at all. You know, my culture does not, um, my culture being Arab culture, by the way, mm. um, does not encourage uh, kids coming out of high school to go, you know, go into the arts, for example, or, or go into sports or, 
anything that isn't, you know, uh, a white collar sort of um, mm. industry, you know, unless you're an engineer, a lawyer, a doctor, or a businessman, um, you know, th- there's no respect almost being put on that. So I think if I had shown my journey, um, it were, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people could, could have taken um, some inspiration from that when they come to um, make decisions about, you know, what they want to study and what they want to go into. I'm not saying I'm the most successful guy. Shit, I haven't even started uh, in my career. I've only been working full-time for six months. But what I can say, though, is I'm very comfortable in the place that I'm in right now, and I'm very comfortable uh, in knowing that given based on my previous experiences that I will do whatever it takes to get to where I want to be. You know what I mean? Mm. Okay. Um, So so that's a big thing, just documenting that online. What is the most important lesson you've learned so far? Um, Then this might sound contradictory, that follow (laughs) your passion. Okay. Following your passion is not meant to be fun. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not always fun. Sorry. Sorry. Let me change that. It's not always fun. Um, following your passion uh, takes a lot of uh, guts. Number one, number two, a lot of risks and a lot of unspoken about time spent on doing shit. That is not your passion. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so my passion was to, like university, as as much as I like sports, um, a lot of the times, you know, we had to do papers and ex- sit for exams that I couldn't care less about, you know. They were on topics that I didn't really like, but, you know, I mean, I needed to get where I needed to get, so I have to do this thing. Again, now I'm facing it with online training. I hate sitting in front of a computer, <laughs> you know what I mean, and typing things away. I hate it so much, but I know, and, you know, even editing but I know if I need to get to that stage where I want to be in terms of my online presence, I need to spend X amount of hours a day editing videos, um, working on the, the training software, uploading shit to YouTube. You know I mean, I don't like those things uh, per se, but I know that I need to do them in order to continue enjoying what I do outside of that. You know what I mean? People think when you say follow your passion that it's all going to be butterflies and rainbows from there. Um, it can be for some, huh? <laughs> it can be. I think if you, so one of the things that I've learned, one of the most important lessons is um, uh, enjoying enjoying the journey, which it sounds like quite quite simple, but it's, it's huge. again, I was always so focused on like the end goal. So it's like you, you outline goals to achieve and you, and you, you're tunnel visioned on, on achieving those and you can, you get those and say, so, oh, great. All right, what's next? Like, what's next? What's next? And then you realize, you know, hitting these goals after a while doesn't make you feel any better. (laughs) In fact, you just get more frustrated because the goals become so much more loftier and like, oh, fuck, I didn't didn't mean this. I got to work harder, go work harder. And then you take a step back and you realize, I've just achieved relatively quite a lot if I look back in the last 18 or so months. Um, But I didn't didn't actually enjoy the journey to get into the stage. Uh, and, you, and you realize yeah, you're really stopping to smell the roses, you're not really enjoying life as, as you live it. You're just so focused on, on that outcome and that outcome. And being that outcome focused or goal orientated is like great in some some capacities. 
but I also think it, you know, life is to be lived. And I think for me personally, that um, awakening and realizing that, hey, I'm just going to enjoy it every day as it comes and still have that end goal, that ob- the objective in, in sight. But again, just work every day and try and enjoy every day and break that end goal down into somewhat enjoyable or manageable tasks on a daily basis. So that when I do reach that end, that we do reach that penultimate stage, wherever that may be, I look look back and I think like, wow, I really have enjoyed this journey. It's been great. It's been ups and downs, roller coasters. It's been butterflies and roses. It's been it's been dog shit and catfish. But hey, we're here, and I've had, I've had a great time. Yeah, I see you. I see you. Fully agree with that as well. Um, my question for you is: Do you like with that outlook as well? Do you feel as though? Do you still have to face or do some mundane tasks? Now, now your attitude, you know, towards these tasks may, does, does that differ? That's my question. Your attitude towards these mundane tasks, mm-hmm. does that differ ever since you've, you've made that realization or had that realization? Sorry. Yes. Before I used to like hate them and do them like begrudgingly, but then it's like these, these tasks help me get to that, to that goal. And I think Mike Tyson yeah. kind of outlined it quite beautifully. Like discipline is like doing what you hate, but doing it like 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 you love it. That same like enthusiasm mm. and approach. Now, maybe it may not be the same enthusiasm, but it's still going to be the same like focus to to achieve that. So, for example, like sending emails. So, bro, I, I hate emails. I hate typing. If you see me type, I only type with like like one finger in each hand. It's like embarrassing. Like I need to work on my touch typing. That's probably something I'm going to work on whilst we're on like Corona lockdown. Um, meetings, I hate meetings in a waste of time, but I still have to do them. Um, social media, I actually like kind of dislike it quite, quite, quite a lot. <laughs> so much nonsense. Yeah. Like again, it's one of those like you know, it's it's less so in most cases the 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 vehicle, the medium, um, and and more so how it can can be used. So I think everything is just really a a change in in mindset, really. Um, and like yeah. every book I'd recommend that kind of helped me on this journey I read it about 16 to 18 months ago was like Carol Dweck um, Growth Mindset um, and why I read it was I applied for like a VC um, role uh, which is venture capitalist you know if, if anybody doesn't know yeah. fundamentally they, they invest in like startups and one of the reasons why I didn't get the role was because I had um, what was it fuck I can't remember what the term was. But there we go. Fixed mindset to some degree. So it was it was one of the beliefs, and I, I, it's changed now. But you know, for example, um, can you are, are leaders born or made? And my mindset was, yeah, man, they're just made. <laughs> or, but I didn't really believe that. In essence, I the, the truth was I believe that most leaders were were born, and like some people had a more genetic predisposition to be to leaders than than others. When the real like growth mindset would say like, hey. Some people may be born with a genetic predisposition to be better at like task A or task B, but with like work ethic and focus, anybody can get to that level of expertise. And that's like where I'm at, I'm at now. And that just helped me change how I just framed a lot of things in, in life going forwards. Damn, I see you. Yeah, so I'd recommend I see, that. Yeah, a lot of things is mindset. Um, and it's the same with, with anything, even with training. I tell them as well, like, you know, uh, be motivated be, is not the same as being disciplined. You know, you're only motivated for a day, two, a week, a month at most, but you can't be motivated for an entire year. You have to be disciplined. If I, I mean, so I, if, I wrote I wrote a whole article about this, and I I came to the conclusion that discipline is so much more important than motivation. Oh, like yeah. if, 
if you were to like rank the two, like discipline versus motivation out of the way, because discipline is just doing those things on a day-to-day basis. And eventually like after 21 days, they become a habit. So it's easy to do. Motivation, as you said before, it figures. it's like, hey man, I feel motivated to work out today. So I'm going to work out today. And tomorrow I kind of feel, you know, a little bit less motivated. So I won't. It's about discipline to work out every day, irrespective of how my um, emotions are. I'm going to work out. I'm going to make time to do what I need to do to get where, where I want. And I think like discipline is just so much more important just to get whatever you want from life. Sustainable. Mm. Sustainable. And it does like flicker. It does like fleets and, and grow. Like sometimes if you were to equate like discipline to a flame, sometimes it's a, it's a roaring flame inside of you. And sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a small ember. Um, again, like, <laughs> like your, your mindset kind of is co- correlates to like how large that discipline inside, how bad you want it really. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really it. So, man, we went on topics I didn't think we were going to discuss. So, thank you so much. So, I think course, I'd like to leave it with one nice question. So, in most cases, everyone in life talks about, like, it goes social media and just, in general, their accomplishments, like, what great things they've done, you know, all their accolades and things of that nature. And I think, you know, seeing those accolades is like seeing the top of a volcano. However, the mo- most important element of the volcano is what you don't see, what goes on underneath so i'd love for you to share maybe one or two things maybe recently maybe in your life that, that you failed at that you think failing at these past activities has put you in a position to, to where you are now something i've failed at um mm. let me think this okay. is something i'm guilty for i always i'm not taking time because i haven't failed at anything i've failed at a lot of things but I almost try to I try to downplay a lot of them in my mind at least. Um, You're gonna tell me that you were you may were out here undefeated. No, 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 no. Trust me, defeated <laughs> many times. <laughs> stood up, stood up one more. Um, one thing I feel that was um, I think I've, this this might sound a bit deep, but I feel that maintaining, uh, because I've moved around a lot of places, mm-hmm. I think I personally feel that maintaining, nurturing some of the relationships I had built in the past like with me, some man. of the people that I had met. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. But look at us now. <laughs> on water. On our... <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I've, I've failed at that with certain people. Um, mm. But during this lockdown period, I've um, thankfully come to my senses um and just reconnecting with some some old friends you know um there was no fallouts between us there was there was just you know a cease a cease in in conversing i guess uh but thankfully during this lockdown began to talk to some of them and what i'm finding out is a lot of these people are doing cool things in in spaces that um in or in or around spaces that i want to be uh, working in as well you know mm. um i i linked up with this old friend of mine and he's um he lives in canada and we haven't spoken in like five six years and i found out that he's um has a startup a tech startup uh where they build applications for um different industries but he's he's telling me about the the gigs that he has within the fitness industry mm. and i'm thinking well shit man if i if i knew that you were doing this <laughs> you know let's do something together you know um just things of those sort, just reconnecting with old people. I think I've, I've did a poor job as, uh, in staying in touch with um, a lot of friends. 
Mm. Um, I, I guess I didn't realize it at the time because my life was very um, one thing to the next. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I think that this lockdown is a blessing in disguise. I say it to a lot of people. Uh, I don't think the actual disease is a blessing. I think the disease is a curse. Mm. Uh, but there's a silver lining uh, to the situation that it, it, it's put us in. You know what I mean? I feel, listen, what I've been doing recently is just been FaceTiming people. So as you said before, it's people who, I don't know, man, you just stop speaking to for no real reason. Yeah. No pullouts, just life kind of gone away. Like, it's, I'm a terrible reply for the most time. So like, we might be going <laughs> through a crazy back and forth chat and then I might forget to reply. And then if you message me on iMessage, I do my talking on WhatsApp. So I'm looking, anyway, just FaceTime people. And it's like, oh, wow, as you mentioned before, people are doing such cool shit. And, it's, and again, like that yeah, FaceTime is people just, again, in my experience, I don't know, maybe you might FaceTime people and they like, hang up on you, but people just love a good FaceTime. And people just like, most people are in a similar situation where this lockdown is, you know, it's fun, great opportunity to like develop, learn new skill sets. But again, we're humans. We, we crave, we need that human connection. And, you know, I think like, a phone call is, is great, but, you know, in this current situation, face-to-face video call is as close as we can get to that. I think really people really appreciate that. Yeah. So that being said, guys, yeah, I mean the takeaway, closing message is to FaceTime, FaceTime your ex girlfriends, FaceTime all your friends, uh, just FaceTime everybody, man. <laughs> Definitely FaceTime your ex girlfriends. They love yeah, that. Yeah. All yeah. the ex girlfriends are sitting home by themselves. I know. And let us know how that goes, guys. Um, ladies too, friends <laughs> as well. We don't discriminate. Uh, very curious. Leave some feedback as to how that goes. So I'd love to maybe start a nice thread on Twitter about how that experience went. That'd be quite interesting. Provide some comedy in this current time. Anyway, man, thank you so much for your time. Any closing remarks? Any shout outs? Oh man, this has been awesome. This is actually my first ever podcast. So uh, thank you very much for having me on here, man. And I hope to um, do this again in the near future. For sure, man. Thank you so much. Take care. Wow. Thank you for taking some time to listen to all of that. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Feedback makes the world go round. So what I'd like for you to do is please give us a follow on Instagram, bedroom number 2B. That's our socials. Please give me some feedback as to how we can improve. Alternatively, message me on LinkedIn. So AJ, surname is Alpha Lima, Alpha Oscar. Feedback makes the world go round. So I'm eagerly anticipating how we can make the next few episodes much better. Again, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.